1: So that's what I think. I've not looked at the comments on the Facebook, but people are going to laugh at me saying Forrest can finish sixth. Oh, literally, the first one I see is someone laughing. Uh, Spencer. Okay, that's fine. That's my pitch anyway. Have some hope, people.
2: <laughs> yes, they're
1: laughing now. <laughs> <laughs> Greg's predictions for people who are listening. Forrest fourth and winning the playoffs. Those stats are absolutely
0: astounding. And that is why... You'll never get promotion or anywhere near it because you can't do it. It's impossible when those stats hit you in the face.
3: Forests have a traditional history of attacking passing football. And when you're chasing a result and uh, opposition have a, have a key man sent off, you have to go for the jugular. Try not to die wondering. Let's avoid defeat against Blackburn. Let's play with positive intent. Let's not go into our shells, pick an attacking lineup and try and put a smile back on the fans' faces and also instill some confidence into the, the squad
4: there's no drive to try and get the winner. It's like we're always trying to protect the 1-0 loss and it just isn't good enough. It, it really isn't. And, you know, toxic. it was just toxic in the stands. You know, you wait so long for it and it's it's not a very nice experience at all at the minute.
1: When, when Chelsea won the league under Conte and they started playing, they were playing four at the back and they were pretty terrible and they went to three at the back and they won the title. So it can, you know, just make a change, I, I think.
4: We need a manager that can deal with that squad and get something out of them because we're in serious trouble as it stands.
5: I would put my hand up and say that I was I was wrong. I thought we'd see an instant impact from Chris and then I thought you'd see gradual progress. I don't really see anything that gives you optimism that they're only a result or two away from it really kicking on.
0: But I've got no confidence at the moment in up-front scoring goals. I mean, we've got five points from the last 36. I mean, that is just dreadful. And it's the worst start in 108 years. You know, that
1: is not acceptable. And we're back in the situation we've been in so many times before, over the last 20 years. Uh, not before I was the manager, this time Chris To Something it probably comes as no surprise anyone, but we're going to dissect it all and look ahead to what might happen next. It should have happened
4: last month. It didn't. We've got to go on a run of games just to get out the relegation zone
2: and it's pretty grim. So, thank God it has happened now. As you say, the sun's shining and
1: it'll be the playoffs next, won't it? So, cool. on. Well, well, yeah. I mean, Greg Mitchell is the most optimistic <laughs> for us. Even, last week, even <laughs> on Thursday, he said we're only 15 points off top spot. So, <laughs> I dread to think what he's going to say now after one win. But, yeah, Greg Mitchell's with us before Forrest Garibaldi. Greg, you are? Yeah, booking my playoff hotel. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> Cooper's um, first game in charge. You were there. Just give us your overall verdict on on the the match. Was it a fair result? Do you think? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, fair result. Do, do you know what? I, I
6: quite enjoyed it. I think um, what Chippers was just saying there around how football has been in the last sort of eighteen months. I think I think this is the first game I've been to for
1: about two years that I sort of genuinely enjoyed. Playoff hotel books, I think you said last well, night.
4: Well, yeah, I mean, it already was, but not many people believed me. But after last night, you keep seeing the tweets about, oh, only eight points and this, that, the other, and you think I told you.
1: I got into bed last night and I did Google the table and I did scroll up and it is only eight points. <laughs> you do wonder.
0: They look like they're enjoying it now in, in the few games they've had. And you, you've got to enjoy what you do when you go out there. There's no point going to work. Whether it be a footballer, whether it be Sarah, whether it be you, Matt, you have to enjoy
4: what you do. Pure optimism, just waiting, thinking we're going to win today, telling people we're going to win today. And then all of a sudden, like thinking, oh, God, have we gone too too confident here? Because the form obviously shows that we shouldn't have been. And it just went exactly how we expected it, really. He's a motivator. He's a a PR master,
3: punching the air at the final whistle, you know. Fans love to see that.
0: But you have to give them so much credit. They never stop believing that they could get something out of the game. And, you know, that's huge credit to Steve Cooper and, uh, you know, his backroom team. The Championship's mental
4: and there's going to be some weird stories happen from now until the end of the season. So I still say it could be us and we could still make those playoffs. But these days, there's just that feeling that something's happening down there. There's a feeling that if you get on board now, you're seeing something
2: happen. Things are all heading in the right direction. There's plenty of smiles on the face, isn't there, around the city ground?
6: I think it's six of the eight games since Chris left. Um, Six of the eight wins, sorry. We've won by more than one goal, which is outstanding. If you think to last season, I think we only scored 36, 37 goals in the whole season. I think we scored 30 already.
3: The form is excellent. The prospects are excellent. And it seems a a long, long time ago now that Gary and I were debating whether or not we were worried about relegation.
0: Two months ago, or whatever it is, when Steve came in, we would never have envisaged this, how good this has been.
5: I wouldn't quite go as far as to say special yet, because I think to be special, they've got to be in the top six and they've got to be looking towards those automatic places. And this run has to carry on. He knows what the club is. Forest fans know what the club is and he's not frightened to embrace it. And I think that's going to take him a long way because he gets it.
2: I don't think Steve does any of that type of stuff to pay lip service to it. He genuinely loves being manager of Nottingham Forest. He genuinely loves what it stands for, what uh, the history is, and takes pride in that fact. And, and it isn't isn't cowed by it, is it? You, you know what I mean? The, some managers have come in and, and maybe had a bit of an, an arm's, arm's length away from that kind of history and the heritage, but he's embraced all of it, and, and so far, so good.
6: And the bookies clearly don't, fanciest to get anything at Bournemouth or at Blackburn Um, and I'd love to kind of stick it up and go there and get something.
5: I mean this is a special club with a special group of supporters, a team that's developing in front of everybody's eyes. Feels like you have to pinch yourself at times being a Forest fan at the the
3: moment but the momentum is great and last night's performance was a continuation of that theme. If we can go there and play like we did against Blackburn and so many teams away from home with no pressure... I feel that we can actually do a really, really good job on them and, you know, really push ourselves into the playoff uh, contentions at the right time. He's changed everything in Otton Forest. The first seven or eight games seems like years ago now. And it's the same group of players. And it's like he's taking the handbrake off. Go and express themselves and don't be boring. They're the things he tells him. These 90th-minute equalisers or wins says everything about the team.
4: And it's extraordinary that we're saying this in the same season <laughs> as, as a season in which, you know, they picked up one point from the first seven games when they just didn't, they looked like they'd entirely forgotten how to score. Um, and yet here we are just saying, it doesn't matter who they play, they'll score regardless. Uh, but that's that's kind of how you feel.
1: After a few accidental beers last night, you were telling me, yes. Yeah. No, no. It's, the, no. it's the
4: celebrations, isn't it? That's the problem. Like <laughs> It's costing us a fortune being this good. <laughs> You're so confident how well we've been playing and you keep looking at that league table where we're seventh and eighth and you think, when's it suddenly going to jump? And this was the weekend,
0: wasn't it? There's still an outside chance that they would catch Bournemouth. I think that's very, very difficult, especially as three of the last four games are away from home. You know, it's very difficult to win a game away from home in any division in England. Uh, and to win three, which is probably what we'd have to do to, uh, to hope to catch Bournemouth, I think is going to be a very tall order.
3: Yeah, look, let's 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 be optimistic. I think we've we've spent the whole season being a little bit cautious about the steps we need to take to get to this point. But um, Forest are guaranteed a top six finish. We've we've got a really good chance of
1: uh, of getting in that top two. Joining us as well is a man who says he's at peace after tonight in Forza Garibaldi's Greg Mitchell. Greg, are you okay?
4: Yeah, yeah, all right.
1: Oh, God. It'll be all right.
4: I promise. It'll be all right. (laughs) Good. Good. It'll be all right. You're the first person I've spoken to since.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's your missus who went to the game, didn't she?
4: Yeah. She's just rang me. I just had a quick crowd update. And, you know, I feel for them all. I don't think you'll hear many people, or none at all, hopefully, slagging off that team tonight. The legitimate goal ruled out. We had some horrific decisions against us. That first half was. Probably we were on top. All they were talking about during the break was was Forest, And I thought we're a better second-half team.
1: I must admit, my heart sank when it wasn't Luton and it was going to be Sheffield United. I'm absolutely traumatised by 2003, even now. Gary, tell me I've got nothing to worry about and it's all going to be OK. You've got nothing to worry about. It's going to be OK. We're going to beat them. We're favourites for a reason. And that's because of the form we've
3: showed since Steve Cooper arrived. So, no fear. Um But, yeah, to your point, who would I have rather have played? Luton, for sure.
2: That general consensus of coming away from Bramall Lane with a win and getting your noses in front was the first part of the job, wasn't it? Yes, it would have been great if you come off the back of a three or a four, but that wasn't to
1: be the case. There's going to be a bit in the back of my mind saying, this is Forrest in the playoffs, they're going to blow this, and I'm going to be no, absolutely don't. Sure. Don't have that
5: thought. Come on. yeah. Well, that's Natalie. what I want you to tell me. Tell down me down why I don't need there. that. No, why don't I need don't. that thought? Because you're killing it already before it's even started.
4: (laughs) (laughs) The best experience I've ever had at the city ground. That was just carnage, the emotion and the relief, thinking we were a little bit more than halfway there then how wrong we were. But just looking up at the ground after, and it was just incredible. Like etched in my mind forever now.
1: Where did last night rank in terms of games watching Forest? The best. I know how hard... Forrest had worked on penalties.
5: They had a lot of confidence, and it looked that way when they went in them. And you know, we were luckily it was a home game, so uh, you know, it didn't surprise me. And you know, Bryce was unbelievable.
0: Not feeling the pressure. Uh, I think the one the team who don't feel the pressure will win the game, and um, I'm just hoping and praying that it's going to be Forrest.
1: I'm not saying it's going to be a walkover by any means, but if ever all things are equal, I can't see Nottingham Forest losing. Some of
4: us genuinely thought this club was cursed, so. For it to happen, and it's going to take so long for us to come down from it. It's just never ever forget that moment.
1: There are the pay the Premier League. If there's one person who's watching this who got five in the Premier League. After seeing a game with Chris Hughes as manager, you are mental because there was no way this team was going up.
4: And when things might not go perfectly at the start of next season, and we we might have a slow start and. Every single person just has to remember what Cooper's done this season, and know that he's he is the guy for us. No matter what happens next year,
6: Sunday and yesterday are two days that I'll never forget.
4: From
3: where we've come from to where we are, and all the conversations we we've had as a as a group over the last eleven months, let's get out of the bottom three. Let's consolidate in mid table. Let's grab a playoff spot. Can we go up automatic? And and then this—it's been. A season, we'll never forget. Sunday was a a day, we'll never forget.
5: We've got a unique fan base and a unique club. Two European cups. Why do you need to support anybody else? If if they're messing about in League One, as they were, or struggling at the bottom of the I get it. Maybe you don't want to do it. Why, Why would you pick anybody else now and go and experience that? Because I think the biggest thing of being a football fan is what it feels like. I'm a bit of an old romantic like that, but I'm a field person. So when I walk in a ground and I feel it, I want to go back. I could take you to a lot of grounds in the country and you don't feel it. You feel it in forest. And if you take your son or daughter to that match and you stand there and Mulliken Tire comes on and the whole place goes on. Utter raw emotion, which you get in that stadium from a a fan base that's been through thick and thin, by the way, and never wavered. Thick and thin and never wavered. Think about that. Win, lose or draw next season, that place will be full because you can count on the supporters to do it because they've been there through thick and thin. It's a genuine relationship between Nottingham people and that club. I've lived in this city all my life and I won't leave it. And I know what it means. My granddad, when when I was on his knee, talk to me about Brian Clough. I've been lucky enough to work with Brian Clough. I've been lucky enough to commentate on this club and it will always be special. And I'm just pleased for everybody that it's back where it belongs. We're back where we belong. And I just I just hope everybody enjoys today. Next season is just going to be magical. Absolutely magical. My son said to me yesterday on the way back, there aren't any bad fixtures now, are they? He said, when you look at the programme and it was Hull at home, you think, well, I'll go, but or Pizzabra or whatever. He said, but even the rubbish ones next season are good, aren't they? So, I mean, there's not going to be a bad game next season. So, it's just, I'm like a kid at Christmas, I'm ecstatic.